What's going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How are ya, my peeps, my sports betting peeps? Happy Friday. Today is December 31st, last day of 2021. Are you happy? Are you ready? The 2022 is right here, about 20... What are we? I'm recording this at about 7 o'clock Pacific this morning. So uh, what do we got? What does that make this? Uh, 17 hours away? Woo! 17 hours until next year. I'm ready. I'm happy. But hey, we got some games. We got a couple more games left this year. Might as well make them some winners. So what we'll do on today's show is we will give picks for today's college football playoffs. So posting this bright and early, picks for today's games, and uh, let's get into it. Some of the biggest football games of the year, so exciting. And I do have a strong lean at the current price for both these games. Special thanks to Better Edge online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. It's so cool betting with Better Edge. It's a different experience. It's more like trading stocks. So with trading stocks, you can name your own price. You can name your own buy price or sell price or whatever it is because that's how... Better Edge works. It's so cool how it allows you to take control of your betting and have a lot more fun while doing so. And on top of all that, Better Edge does not charge a VIG. So if you're into the idea of VIG-free betting, check out Better Edge online, B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Use promo code SHARP when you're signing up. All right, so let's get to it. I was watching this morning. I turned on a little bright and early in the morning some uh, college football game day, you know, on ESPN. They've got college game day today, which is, it makes sense. It's a huge day for college football. It is a, uh, it's a Friday. I mean, college game day is obviously usually on Saturday, but hey, it's one of the biggest days of the year in college football. And you know, one thing that drives me up a wall with ESPN is they're becoming so much more and more like, they're just like wanting to elicit these emotions out of you. They're always trying to, they're always running these feel good stories or these like mini documentaries in the middle of games. It's just like, it's just another reason why I don't watch ESPN at all anymore, except for if there's some game on. It's just like the, it's like, it, you know what it is? It's the modern television version of Up. Have, you, have any of you seen Up, the Pixar movie? Uh, to me, and I know everyone out there, it's funny, when I used to work in radio, I never got more phone calls on my afternoon drive than when I said I didn't like the movie Up. I talked about the Broncos and the Nuggets and all kinds of local sports teams and people would call in. I never got more phone calls than when I said on a sports show that I didn't like the movie Up. So I can imagine right now a lot of people listening going, how can you not like Up, Tyler? How can you not like Up? The reason why I don't like Up is the first five minutes. I think it's cheap. I think it is so goddamn cheap how they started off they get you crying they work the emotions anyone with a pulse is bowling it's just crying like a toddler five minutes into up so when the movie actually starts oh everyone's right where they wanted them to be right vulnerable they've been crying they're ready for a movie and then it's easy then it's easy to go oh it's the best movie i've ever seen in my life it's like no it's an average movie that just got you going in the first five minutes it was cheap that's what i think espn does ESPN is like up. They just get you going. They want to make they want to make everybody feel so uh, a certain way. ESPN wants to elicit these emotions out of you when most people just want sports. They're just going there because they want sports. There's this hysterical Bill Burr uh, routine, and Bill Burr's a stand-up comedian. For those who've been living under a rock for the last ten years, Bill Burr talks about this, and he has a hysterical uh, bit on 
the whole cancer stand up to cancer thing during sports he's like i go to sports and this is how i feel it's like i turn i go to sports to escape those things i go to sports to have a little bit of fun get away for a few hours from real life how you know just just escape a little bit that's why it come down this morning turn on espn it's game day. It's it's the college ball playoff. I want to see what they're talking about. See, if there's any in- interesting news. It's only a matter of time, as it was this morning, until they interrupt everything to you know talk about some I don't know eight year old with leukemia whose parents just died in a fiery you know plane accident. They're gonna let him see his favorite team for the last time. It's like look. I, I, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm cold-hearted. Like, I don't care about these kids or these situations or, or care about cancer. It's obviously a big deal. I obviously care about that and, and, and what's going on. I mean, for God's sakes, my, my dad died of cancer a couple years ago. It was horrible. So it's not like it's not a big deal, and it's not like I haven't donated to charities and done my part. But when I turn on ESPN to watch some college football prep, I want to watch football. I don't want to be taken away to this whole horrible world where they're trying to just get you to cry about something. It's like, Jesus Christ. It's like, again, back to the Bill Burr thing. He's like, when I go to a baseball game, I don't want to stand up to cancer in the middle of it. I'm here to escape. He goes, can you imagine if you're at a movie and you're at the movies, let's say you're seeing the new Spider-Man and right in the middle of it, let's stop the movie, turn the lights on. All right, everyone stand up. Let's all, let's, let's all talk about, you know, someone who died in a car accident last week. And it's like, what? Why? What? How do we do that? Just in the middle of in the middle of something. Just you know, okay, lights on. Turn, hang on. Well, let's take an intermission from the movie and talk about you know this little boy with leukemia. It's just like Jesus Christ, dude. Do I care? Obviously, I care. But there's other times. It's the right time for these kind of things. And I just wanted to put that out there. Fucking ESPN, dude. I I can't stand ESPN for a lot of reasons, and that's one of them. All right, let's get on to sports. Let's get on to some picks, huh? Good God. I just had to mention that. It's like, when that came on ESPN this morning, let's take a break from this pregame coverage to talk about Billy, who, you know, has no arms or legs, but but wants to play quarterback for the whoever. It's like, okay. So, all right. College football playoff picks. Let's start in order. Game one, Alabama and Cincinnati, current line. Alabama minus 13 and a half. And we are going with the favorites in this game. I'm taking Alabama minus the 13 and a half. And here's the thing. You're either on one side or the other with Alabama. You think they were uh, had a down year. They barely escaped against some really average teams. Hell, they let a Texas A&M team beat them. You know, there was a lot of the college football world this year that had no respect for Alabama. And if you need any proof, look at the line of the Alabama-Georgia game in the SEC championship. Most people, I think it was 85% of tickets were on the Alabama or were on uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, Georgia was bet all the way up to minus six and a half. And most people listening, most people in the, in the United States who bet that game couldn't have been more eager to bet Georgia minus six and a half. Why? Oh, Georgia's defense, and they were so dominant. And Alabama, well, down Alabama year. You really think they can keep up with this Georgia team? And I was on the other side. I liked Alabama. I liked Alabama money line. I liked Alabama plus six and a half. And so what did Alabama come out and do? They came out and looked like vintage Alabama. So now the entire seemingly college football sports world has flipped after one game. Oh, Georgia, they suck. They're not nearly as good as we thought they were. Alabama, they must be really, really good, okay? So 
you're on one side or the other. You're either on the side of Alabama is really not that great. They beat up on a on an unsuspecting Georgia team, and we're going to see the Alabama we saw all year. Now, that's not many people out there, and I actually give those people credit because at least they're sticking with their guns and what they you know bet into before. But then there's the people who, like I said, have completely shifted the way they look at Alabama after one game. And to me, it's not about shifting focus after one game. As a matter of fact, I think that's what bad sports bettors do. It's only one game. Unless there's a huge injury or a coach is leaving or there's you know major, major COVID concerns, there's not that much that changes from one game except for our perception of the teams. So really, since, and let's rewind against the Alabama-Georgia game, Georgia closed that game minus six and a half. I went to Twitter after they had played that SEC championship game, and there were people talking about what the next line should be. If Alabama-Georgia play again in in the championship, what should the line be? And the overwhelming response was Alabama favored four, five, six points, to which... Me and every other sports better out there who does this for a living just laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. Because what that would imply is that the line and the market was off by about 13, 14 points for the first game. Off by two touchdowns for such a high publicity game. And I can guarantee you that's probably never happened in the history of sports betting in the last 20 years. A line has been off that much. So if you think that if Georgia-Alabama play again and now Alabama should be a six-point favorite, that's why people lose money betting sports because they're betting into ideas like that. So if you ask me, what should the line be now? It should be maybe closer to pick them. We'll adjust six points or so, but that's it. That is like the maximum to adjust for that game. So what's my point with all this for the Alabama Crimson Tide facing Cincinnati? I think Alabama, as I did before, is still underrated. Alabama so far this year has been underrated more than any other Alabama team in the country or in history, at least since Nick Saban's taken over. And what we're seeing here, Alabama minus 13 and a half is still bleeding into that idea. Alabama is much better than two touchdowns against Cincinnati. To me, this entire handicap comes down to does Alabama have the motivation to pull away? And I'm not so sure, but I'd put it just above 50%. So I'm going to lean Alabama. I think Alabama has a point to prove. I think Alabama still, and I I believe this from reading local articles, inside the locker room, the Crimson Tide are still looking at themselves as the underdog. And what's happened this year so far, as Nick Saban put it, they're they're feeding the team rat poison usually. Well, this year the rat poison tasted good because they're all saying Alabama can't win. They're all still feeding off of that. So it doesn't matter if Alabama is minus 14, minus 13 and a half. They are using the underdog mentality in the locker room. And I think that we have a much better, much more, more talented team with some motivation to pull away here. I'll take Alabama minus 13 and a half in the first game. I know we didn't talk much about Cincinnati that game, but to me, this entire handicap isn't about Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati is a good team, not great. I've got them about 16 and a half points worse than Alabama from my power rankings. And look, there's just not much Cincinnati can do this game. My handicap for Cincy is let's assume they're not missing anyone from COVID. Let's assume they're full strength and let's assume they play their best game of the year. I still like Alabama. So Cincinnati can do whatever they want. I think it's out of their hands. We'll take Alabama minus 13 and a half. And game number two tonight. This one should be a lot of fun. Michigan taking on Georgia. Georgia currently minus seven and a half. All right, so for this one, we'll take a different approach. Let's do the 
the uh, uh, kind of congruent line approach, okay? What was the line for Alabama-Georgia? Georgia closed minus six and a half on a neutral field. What's the line for Georgia-Michigan? Georgia, right now, minus seven and a half on a neutral field. So what this line is telling you, not implying, not suggesting, flat out telling you, what this line is telling you is that Michigan, according to the market consensus, is one point worse than Alabama was a week ago. Okay, think about that. Alabama weekend, I know, well, Tyler, Alabama played. We're going to, we just said we would move that line. It wouldn't be six and a half. It wouldn't be. That's not the point. The point is the market, which is usually wildly efficient, closed just a week ago. What was it? Maybe two weeks ago, Georgia minus six and a half over Alabama. And today, Georgia is minus seven and a half over Michigan. I think the Alabama team is about a touchdown better than Michigan, not one point. So for me, just off of the pure raw numbers, I think this line's off by about six points. I think that Georgia should not be minus seven and a half. I think Georgia should be closer to to 12, 13 point favorites. To me, what is happening here is similar to what I talked about with the Alabama game, massive, massive, unwarranted overreaction to the last game we saw with Georgia. Everyone had Georgia in, and most people listening right now who are betting on Michigan tonight, who had Georgia, you're just scorn. You bet on them. It's a team you lost money on. They looked like shit, so you won't do it again. That's not a good approach. It's a not a winning approach to betting sports games. And the one thing that I've said the, uh, time and time again, and I'll say dozens of times you know, in, in, in the future, don't overreact to one result. That is one of the biggest mistakes sports bettors make in these situations, overreacting to one data point. That's all it is. But it's easy to do because I don't think human beings are meant to build to bet sports. I don't think human beings are meant to use rationale and common sense for these kind of things. That's how sports books make so much money is that misguided interpretation. So when Georgia comes out, who's getting 85% of public money at minus six and a half against Alabama, and then they look bad for one game, now everyone can't bet against them fast enough. So my point is, if you overreact to that game, of course you're going to lean Michigan this game. But if you stay strong with your power rankings, what you thought before, look, I bet against Georgia when they played Alabama. I loved Alabama plus six and a half, and I loved Alabama money line that game. That doesn't mean I'm not going to bet on Georgia ever again or even in this, this scenario. What it means is I thought the line was wrong that game, so I bet on Alabama. I think the line is wrong this game, so I'm betting on Georgia. I think Georgia is clearly the better team. I know Michigan's had a good season. I've made plenty of money on the Wolverines, but this line to me is a huge overreaction. And I know Michigan, they play very well. They can they they've got a good line. They can stop the run. I mean, they can themselves run the football. I know what Michigan does well, but I'm, I'm I'm treating Michigan just like I did Cincinnati the first game. I'm assuming Michigan has one of the best games of the year. I'm assuming Michigan is going to play their best game. I'm assuming Michigan is fully healthy, not missing any COVID players. That's the thing is if, if Michigan happens to be missing a couple of guys, they're not healthy, whatever, then we're essentially working with a free roll here. But according to how Michigan's played this year, I'm assuming Michigan comes in 100% and they're about to play their best game. Given that, I still like Georgia minus seven and a half 
in the second game of the day. Game number one, we're taking Alabama minus 13 and a half. Game number two, Georgia minus seven and a half. I know, taking the favorites, but that's how today goes. Hope you guys have a nice day, have a nice night. Have a, be safe tonight, you know, whatever you're doing, if you're going out, staying in, have a safe night. We'll talk to you in 2022. Good luck with the games and uh, hope you guys catch some winners. 